Welcome to another inspirational message from London Life Church. You're listening to our Sermon of the Week. Amen, amen, amen. How many of you know forever is a long time and that's how long I will praise you? Or that's how long I will love you, in, 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 in other words. Listen, I just want to say thank you to Pavle, I want to say thank you to him for this invitation to be here. As he said, this is the first time that I am here. So I'm super excited um, that we are gathered here. We know that this is a very interesting time. And um, we could never have imagined that this will be a moment where we'll be preaching into cameras and preaching into screens. But listen, uh, I believe that God is still doing great things, marvelous things. Um, Even though the church building is closed. Uh, instead, we can have church wherever we are. We can have church in our living rooms. You can have church in your bedroom. You can have church in your bed. Um, but we just want to say praise the Lord for what he is doing uh, in and through this uh, church, the London Life Church. Uh, I know that uh, Pastor Lolly is, 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 is ill at the moment. So I just want to kind of recognize her for, for, for also um, just, just doing ministry here. Just continue to, to pray for her. Um, as she as she recovers well. Also, I want to just um, kind of recognize, I know uh, Sister Karen Ramey also is, is at the church, so I want to kind of send my condolences to the Ramey family. Um, as, as we know, the, 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 the funeral is this week, so uh, me, my, my church, we are all keeping you guys in our prayers, and uh, we do hope that the Lord, who is our comforter, will be of comfort during this difficult time. I also just want to just give a, just a big shout out to everybody here that is involved, to the, to the musicians, to the praise and worship, to Georgina and, and all those that are behind the camera and Michael and, um, and, all, the, and all those that are, are, are doing just this ministry, this technological digital ministry. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know um, that it takes a lot of time. I know that things can always go wrong no matter how much times you practice, no matter how much times you think it through. Whenever you go hit the live button, something just sometimes just go wrong so listen we know we, we know that and and I have experienced my fair share of of live stream mishaps but I just want to say thank you to all of just the young people and those who are involved who has given up their time to make this happen and uh, we know that your ministry your singing your work is not in vain that lives are being touched through this digital realm so I just want to say thank you for also being here well listen man I'm super excited I already told Pavle to just give me the the nod when I get to 30 minutes but I'm super excited to be into this in this word and uh, we're going to go back into just the book of Acts Acts 20 Acts 20 verses 7 through to 8 Acts 20 verses 7 through to 8 and I'm sure you probably have it on your screen and it says here in Acts 27 uh, 7 to, 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 to 12, it says here, and, and upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper room. Somebody just comment many lights in the comments right now. And there were many lights in the upper room where they, they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep. 
and fell down from the third loft, from the third story and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him <laughs> and embarrassing him said, embracing him said, trouble not yourself for his life, for, 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 for his life is in him. It says here, when he therefore was come up again and, when had, and, and had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforting. They brought the young man alive. Or verses 11 on your verse, it says, Then Paul went upstairs, and after he had broken bread and eaten, he continued to converse with them until dawn. Then he left. I want to just jump back to verses 8 and 9, because that's where we're going to take most of our focus for this short, short moment. It says, There were many lamps in the room upstairs where we were meeting. And a young man named Eutychus, who was sitting on the window, began to sink off into a deep sleep. While Paul looked still, while Paul talked still longer, overcome by sleep, he fell to the ground three floors below and was picked up dead. Today, I want to speak on the, top, on the subject, it's the love for me. I want to speak on the subject, it's the love for me. It's the love for me. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Lord, I pray as we open up your word right now, I pray that your spirit will be upon us. Lord, I pray we know that you are omnipresent so you can be with me and with all of our viewers right now. Lord, I pray that you will be with them wherever they are. I pray that they may feel your spirit with them and you will continue to reveal yourself to us. In your name I do pray. Amen. Well, listen, man, one of, the, one, of, one of the things about this period of time, this, this moment that we are living in right now is really just we are all kind of locked down. The mere fact that the church is set up like this is for the first time it has ever happened. The mere fact that church has been closed down, I don't even remember a time that church has been closed for everybody. I think not, not even your mothers or your grandparents even remember a time where the church has been closed. It is indeed unique times to be alive and many of our things and the things that we enjoy doing we are still unable to do but one of the things that is most upsetting and I believe it to be true for you too is not being able to travel this 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 COVID period this COVID period has has made it seem so that many of our travel plans for last year had to be cancelled had to be put on the back burner had to be put on the on delay and even when we are here in in February and we are just hoping and praying that this summer we'll be able to see life get a little bit better in other words we are unable to travel and 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 things are just not the way that we 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 we, we ought, that we like it to be and 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 I remember just reflecting even um just the other day about the last time that I had traveled was the Christmas before the March before lockdown and 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 and, and, and as I was thinking about this trip, um, I, I began to realize that it wasn't good that I should look forward to the next trip, but sometimes I should just reflect on just the previous trip. So I was thinking about the, the, the trip that I last went on, and this was, um, this was I, I went to Miami, in, in fact, to try and get on a cruise ship um, to, to go and cruise and go to some islands and stuff like that. But, 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 but one of the things that I really dislike about traveling and that experience of my last um, trip, what it taught me is 
that is, is, is that one of the, the best thing that I lack about traveling, let me put it like that, the best thing that I lack about traveling, and I know for some of us, is just the whole experience of going to Heathrow and the whole experience of doing just the, the, the duty-free and the lounge and all of that. But I'm a poor bloke, so I don't have, I don't, I can't get into no lounge. I'm just, the best thing that I like about traveling, and it's going to seem a little bit weird, but you know, you know the best thing that I like about traveling after I uh, go through the security and after they allow me to, to go and spend time in that country. And when I pull up to that, that, that conveyor belt and I see my luggage. And, and many of you know that, that for, 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 for what I'm speaking about because many of you know that if you had a trip where your luggage has been um, um, missing, you would know just the, the, the heartache that, that comes when your luggage is missing. Like you are going to America, but your luggage is going to Australia. Like how can, how can that be? And, and as I, as I on my, reflecting on my last trip, as I was thinking about the time that one of the individuals that I was traveling with had lost his luggage. I, I realized that he, he couldn't really start his holiday until all the things that he was traveling with also came. It's like he wasn't able to enjoy himself until he realized, until he realized that, 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 that when he's, his baggage was coming. In other words, he was saying and expressing to us that it feels like he is not on holiday, that he hasn't reached his destination because he's luggage hasn't 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 arrived and if any of you have lost your luggage you will know just how terrible it is when 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 the things and the people and the things that you have traveled with is is, is not gotten to the same destination as you and you're thinking pastor why are you telling us this elaborate story of 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 your 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 mishaps when it comes to traveling and and, and I begin to realize and think about just the book of Acts 20 and and I begin to realize that that sometimes it is not just important that 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 you make it to that I make it to my destination but it's equally as important that the people and all the things that I was traveling with also makes it to that destination in other words in other words I'm not just happy that I reach here but I'm just happy I get I'm, I'm happy when all the things that I am traveling with also gets there and as I'm thinking about what we do as a church and what we do as a community and I believe that now more than ever it's not just about whether you make it to your destination it's not just whether about you make it to where you ought to be but to ensure that others to ensure that the people that you have been traveling with also makes it to that destination because what makes church and what makes us unique is is that community it, 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 it is the thing that makes us uh, 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 unique in what we do, the people that are around us, it makes us who we are. And it's not just enough that Georgina makes it to her destination, but we have to ensure that all the people around us, all the people within our community also makes it to the destination as well. And, and when we see, when we see for a moment that we as Christians, we as human beings are made and built to be living within, in, within community, that we were not made to be isolated, we were not made to be secluded, that we were made to be within communion to one another. And that's why God says to Adam, when, when he creates Adam, he says, man, I'm, I know you're perfect, but it's not good for you to be alone. In other words, Adam, you're going to need 
need a community. You're going to need a, a, to somebody that you can relate to. You're going to need somebody to, to be with. And, and as we pick up this passage of scripture here in Acts 27 uh, through to 12, we see here how the community, how the body of believers react when one of their members go missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see how a community responds when one guy named Eutychus uh, drops out of the window. And I just want to pause here for a moment just to kind of make it clear that, that, that sometimes that now that we are on this digital ministry and we're unable to be in the building like we used to and we're unable to see those who are here and those who are not here, the reality is where we have found ourselves right now is that for many of us, just like Eutychus, we have been we have become disconnected to what's going on in the inside. In other words, so many of us have been disconnected from what's going on here, what's going on, and that's not just here, but this is also wherever we are doing ministry. We find that there are many, there are Eutychuses even watching this stream right now. That you may have just jumped onto this stream because you 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 just you just were curious. You jumped on this stream because you may not even felt like jumping on this stream. This stream, sorry, but there are many people who have become disconnected and just like Eutychus, there are many folks who have fallen out of 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 of, of windows when, uh, when when they have been here within this community. And what's so striking and, and where I want to pause and, and, and look at the passage of scripture today is is what I find most striking about this story is it's not the fact that Eutychus is 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 it falls out of the church, but I I am so um, impressed by how the community responds when somebody falls outside of the window. In other words, I am impressed how Paul and the other body of believers react when somebody falls outside of church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, 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 we are here in, 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 in Acts 20 verses, verses 8 through to 9. And the Bible lets us know that this Eutychus is, 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 the Bible says that there were many lamps in the upper chamber. And I made you reiterate many lamps because that is of key importance to this passage of scripture. The Bible lets us know that Eutychus, he is by the window. He, he is by the window. He's not in the middle of the room. He's he's on the parameters. He's he's on the edge. He's uh, by the window. He's not right at the front. He's not sitting engaged with what's going on. But but Eutychus is sitting by the window. And and when we hear sometimes this passage of scripture preached in in other contexts, we we normally kind of hear Eutychus as the guy that gets a lot of stick. The boy that fell uh, fell asleep in church. But 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 I just want to switch the narrative for a few moments about the the boy named Eutychus because this is a lad. In other words, this is somebody who is between the ages of 8 and 14 years old. And the Bible says that it is nighttime. That means that he has done long days of work and he is tired. And writers lets us know that he is a slave boy. That means he is doing manual labor. He's probably working on the field. This 8 to 14 year old boy has just finished a long days of 
labor and 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 he has come to church he it is probably the bible says that it is up to midnight or in other words that it is probably past his his bedtime and and instead of going home instead of getting rest the bible lets us know that Eutychus Eutychus has found himself in church Eutychus is doing everything within his power everything within his jurisdiction to hold on Eutychus is struggling to hold on it's a long day the room is hot and the room is cramped because it's on the third story he's going to 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 put his life at risk by placing himself by the window so that he can get some air so that he can stay awake so that he can get more room by the window and the bible lets us know that Eutychus falls asleep and the first thing that Luke responds and says is 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 this and this is the detail that is so paramount to this narrative because Luke says that Eutychus is is in the room but not only is Eutychus in the room but there is a body of believers and this is what Luke says he said that there are many lamps in other words there are many lights and Paul and 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 Luke lets us know that that the re, that, that 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 there made two reasons why there may he mentioned that there are many lamps and I believe the first reason here is that Luke wants to uh, uh, convey to us that because there are many lamps that means that somebody in the community somebody sitting around him should have saw him uh, falling asleep Paul lets us know that there are many lamps not just some not just a, a little bit not just a few but he makes it mention that there are many lamps in other words uh, for the community of believers to be what God has called us to be we have to be believers that are looking out for one another in other words we have to be believers that are hypersensitive to the needs of those within our community yes I know that we are locked in and locked down but this now more than ever we need a community of believers who are hypersensitive to the needs of somebody else who is hypersensitive to the needs of those around us and and it may take a phone call it may take a a a text message but we ought to be a believers that don't just come to church and to worship don't just come and have great music and great preaching but a believers a group of believers that can pay attention to people within and around us and that's why we are called to to be uh, the body of believers we are not just called to have great worship we are not just called to just have the great name but we are called to be in community with one another we are called to so that we are able to pay attention to those who are falling out of the church those who like Eutychus are falling away falling down three stories and 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 I'm tired I'm tired of of doing church where we the only thing we can say is that we've had church the only thing we can say is that we've had great singing and the only thing we can say is that we've had great preaching but do you have great community do you have community of people that care for one another yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is what Luke is making mention when he says that there are many lamps and, and there are many lamps. But not only does he make mention that there are many lamps for that reason, but I also believe that when he says that there are many lamps, he wants us to understand the condition of the church. He wants us to understand the condition of the environment. Okay, let me put it like this. When the Bible says that there are many lamps, 
What it means, what it means is that there are many oil lamps. In other words, oil lamps, uh, oil lamps are, are the ones that, that, that burn and, and take up all of the oxygen supply <laughs> within the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to picture this. I want to picture this. The room is warm. Okay. The room is warm. There is low ceilings because it's the third story. There's a group of people who have gathered around ready to see Paul, ready to hear Paul preach. It's a small space. They are cramped. <laughs> and, and, and the Bible says that they, 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 there is many lamps. This oil lamp that is burning is taking up the oxygen in the room. And, 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 and writers suggest that the oil lamp gives out an odor <laughs> that makes it easier for you to, kiss, to fall asleep. Okay. Let me put it like this. In other words... The condition of the room is contributing to Eutychus drowsiness. In other words, what's going on in the inside is almost helping Eutychus for <laughs> is helping Eutychus to fall asleep. In other words, when our lamp is being burned and the odor is sucking up all of the oxygen on the inside, it is prompting, it is calling, it is, it is encouraging Eutychus to fall asleep. And I know, I know, I know London Live is the perfect church, but in other churches that I've been in, there are sometimes, sometimes the, the, the condition of what's going on in the inside that sometimes affect the ability for people to stay awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's not at London Live, but I've, I've been to some churches that, that, that the toxicity on the inside is, is, is prompting people to fall out of the church. It's prompting people to, 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 to go asleep when they ought to stay awake. And, and I've realized that when we as a church get caught up in, in pettiness, when we as a church get caught up and hung up on things that don't really matter, we are causing our, our toxicity in the environment that is prompting people to fall asleep. Okay, when we when we begin to argue about things that 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 don't matter when it comes to salvation, when we begin to argue about things that don't make no sense, when our board meetings and our core team meetings are made up of people just trying to throw their weight around, then we are adding to the toxicity of the environment. We too are adding to the condition of, of, of and causing many Eutychuses to fall asleep because the reality is that sometimes the toxicity of the church is prompting others to fall asleep and in the little time that I have been in ministry, in the little time that I have been in ministry Pavle, I have hardly ever heard somebody say that I am leaving the church because of theology but I hear so much times, not that they're leaving because of theology, but they're leaving because of toxicity. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 because it's not the doctrines that are terrible. It's not the teachings that are bad, but it's the environment that is causing people like Eutychus to fall asleep. And Luke lets us know that there are many lamps in the room because he's trying to tell us is that the lamps that is creating an odor within the church is causing people to fall out of the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
and 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 what's so amazing about this 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 narrative? What's so amazing about this story? And Pavel, you got to tell me when I reach thirty minutes because I'll go on talking all day. But but what but but what 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 is so amazing about this passage? What's so amazing about this narrative is the way that the church responds. Yeah yeah yeah. Because I just don't want to be a part of a church that just simply watches people fall asleep and fall out of the window, but a church that responds when somebody is in need. And when we open up a story in the passage of scripture in, in Acts 20 verses 7 through to 12, we see how the church responds when Eutychus falls asleep. Sometimes it's unfortunate that people, the level of toxicity within the church causes people to respond, but what's even more grave is when we don't respond to those who have fallen out of the church. So the Bible lets us know that there was three lessons that I learned when I read the passage of Acts 20 and I see their response when Eutychus falls out of the church. And, and the first thing that happens, probably, the first thing that happened is that, that when the guy falls asleep, the Bible says, the guy, the Bible says that there was like a loud scream and everybody's attention just turned to this dude and, and, and Paul has stopped preaching. <laughs> Paul stops preaching. He, he, he gets off the pulpit. He stops what he's doing. He stops the service. Ah, he, he stops what he's doing to, to respond to somebody that is in need. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to repeat it. Paul stops preaching. The service is messed up. And there is an overall disturbance. When one person is in need, worship stops. Preaching stops. Or singing stops because there is one person that is in need. There is one person that is in need. And I realized, and I've realized, you know what I've realized over just this, this small time that I've been in ministry? That when it comes to reaching people, it's not based upon whether they can be, that they can, we can reach them or not. But sometimes it's based upon our willingness to be disturbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there is power in disturbance. You know what I've realized? That when it comes to reaching out to folks in our community, when it comes to reaching out folks within, even within our churches, what I've realized is not whether or not we can reach them, but whether or not the church folk can 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 be disturbed whether or not the church folk can leave their comfort zone leave leave uh, their normal order of the day leave uh, their traditions can your traditions be disturbed can your preaching be disturbed can your services be disturbed when we realize that one person is in need and here Paul is letting us know that when one soul is in need when one person falls out of the church he stops the preaching he stops what's going on in the inside and he responds directly and sometimes for many of us we have been, we have become so consumeristic when it comes to church that we use the worship we use the preaching to distract us away from reaching those within our community in other words there is power when you are disturbed there is power when you leave your comfort zone there is growth when you leave your comfort zone because Paul lets us know that sometimes in order to reach somebody that is lost, sometimes you ought to start preaching. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I, I like Paul because Paul doesn't think twice about what he's going to do in this situation. But Paul lets us know that there is power in disturbance. So, so Paul now, so the boy falls out of the window. Man, this is an extraordinary story because the boy falls out of the window and Paul stops what he's doing and he stops preaching and he disturbs the service. He disturbs what was meant to be on the agenda. He disturbs what was meant to be on, on, on the run sheet. He disturbs all of that. He stops all of that and the people run down out from the church and they go and see Eutychus lying on the floor. Eutychus is on the floor lying there and this is what the people say. The people say this. They say, uh, Paul, man, you know, Eutychus is dead. Yeah, they say Eutychus is dead, which is, which is fine, which is not that it's fine, but we would expect somebody that falls out of a window to be, to, be, to be dead. But what is so striking about this, and we read it, is that when the people say that Eutychus is dead, Paul's response was, there is still life in him. In other words, when the people saw Eutychus on the ground, when the people went down and, and rust and, and, and saw that he was on the floor, the Bible says that they went back and said he's dead. But Paul looks at the situation and says that no, there is still life in this person. There is still life in, this, in, 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 in Eutychus. And not only is there, when it comes to doing miracles within our community, not only is there a power of disturbance, but there is also power of perception. Because when some folks saw the, the, the condition of this young boy, they wrote the, they wrote the young boy off. When, when, when they saw the condition of the young boy that fell out of church, they said he's dead. But Paul in his prophetic, in his Holy Spirit-filled soul, in his Holy Spirit-filled life said, no, 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 this person is not dead, but this person is alive. And I believe that the body of believers uh, need more people who have a great power in perception because when you when others see death you'll be able to see life and I believe that the church would benefit from folks who are not just pessimistic about the situation and the current climate that we find ourselves in but some folks who will say there is still life in that person there is still life in that young boy there is still life in that young girl when they picked him up they saw that he was dead but Paul came down and even though Paul saw that the boy was dead Paul said there is life because Paul knows that when you are dealing with the Holy Spirit when you are dealing with with the Holy Spirit in your life you can look at dead situations and still see life and I just want to encourage somebody who has jumped onto this stream right now somebody who has just clicked onto YouTube you may be looking at a situation that's seems like death. You may be looking at a situation, an employment or a career. You may be looking at a marriage that looks like death. You may be looking at a relationship that looks like death. You may have been given those words that you're on furlough or your job is no longer available. You may be looking at life, looking at death, but I just want to, I want to just declare and to decree in this moment that even though it may look like death, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are are still able to see life when others see death. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There is, there is some power in perception, but not only is there power in perception, and not only is there power in seeing and 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 and, and changing the way that we view the situations that we find ourselves. Even psychology suggests that your mind is so powerful that when you begin to tell yourself that this thing ain't gonna work out, you are manifesting that it's not going to work out. You are putting yourself in a work situation there is much power in uh, perception and Paul knows that and even though he's looking at a dead body he can declare and decree that there is still life in him but not only is there power in perception not only is there power in disturbance but there is power in love you see in other words Paul when he gets down uh, disturbed from preaching he goes down to the ground and he sees the dead body but he says no there is life in the dead body then what does Paul do what does Paul do you read it you just read it you just read it in, in, in Acts Paul 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 he lays on the he gets on the ground let me slow down so you can get, get this he gets on the ground he lies down and he embraces the dead boy on the floor you see in the Greek the idea is conveyed that he gives him a hug in other words, he begins to embrace him and shows compassion. In other words, what Paul does look a lot like love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul, oh my goodness. Paul gets down and, 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 and he literally brings a, a, a dead boy back to life through the power of love. Okay, let me, let, me, let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. Paul doesn't ask how you fell out of the church. Paul doesn't ask what caused you to fall out of the church. Paul doesn't ask him uh, 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 how did that happen. Paul just opens up his arms <laughs> and begins to embrace this young man who has fallen out of the church. You see, what's so unique about this miracle, and I believe God has given us this power as a community and as a church and a body of believers, what's so unique about this miracle is that Paul brings a boy to life. He doesn't give any verbal command. He doesn't even say a prayer. If he said a prayer, it must have been in his head, but it wasn't recorded in the Bible. He doesn't give a verbal command. He doesn't give a prayer. But all that Paul does is love the boy. Ah, this is good. This is good. I, I know I'm preaching. This is good because I'm, I'm feeling this thing because, because this is one of the only miracles that take place where Paul doesn't have to give a command, where he doesn't even have to say a prayer. But through the power of love, when he begins to hug this boy, when he begins to embrace this boy, when he begins to show compassion to this boy, a miracle takes place through the power of love. And somebody may say, well, preacher, what can I do? within this body of believers I don't sing I don't play I don't preach I don't I'm not a great technician well what we can do is to display the power of love within a community and a world that is so struck down with evil and darkness that's your superpower that's your talent that's what God has called every believer of God to do it's just like Paul when you see somebody in need you respond when 
you see somebody in need, you don't stop like business as usual, but you get down to where they are and you get down on your knees and you begin to get yourself dirty and you go and, and you hug and you come give compassion and you give love because Paul lets us know that miracles can happen when we display love. Yeah, yeah, this is, this, is, this, is, this is powerful because this is the only, only where in the Bible, this is the only where in the Bible where, where Paul, where Paul, where, where, where Paul literally does a miracle when to, to, through, 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 just showing love, just showing this compassion for this young boy. And I'm about ready to, 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 to get wrapped up. I'm about ready. But, I, but, but, but what is so powerful and why I in, 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 in neighbor, I called this, this sermon. It's the love for me because we, Paul lets us know that it is through the power of love that a miracle can take place. And I just don't know, but I may be radical in my thinking, but I believe that more miracles can take place across Notting Hill when we also display this power of love. I believe that more great miracles can happen over this side of London where we, when the church, the body of believers begin to show the power of love. Of God's love. I believe that many great things can happen at London Live when folks are able to display the power of love because that's it for me. It's the love for me. That's the reason why we are called as Christians to do and to be who we are. It's not just to sit around and just not wanting to be disturbed. It's not just to sit around and to have a pessimistic perception, but it's to show the power of love and shows the power of love where he gets down off of the pulpit, stops preaching, sees a dead boy, see death, sees life in a dead body and he goes and he begins to give a hug. And I believe, I believe we are called as Christians, as body of believers, as whatever we call ourselves. You don't even have to be a Christian. But I believe that the world just needs more love. Yeah, we may not have see eye to eye in everything. We may not, we may not, we may not agree on everything. We may not have the same opinion about everything. But I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to love. And what's so fascinating about this Acts 20 is we see the manifestation of the power of love. We see when Paul begins to love Eutychus, we see a dead body come to life. And I believe that same power God has given to us as Christians, as London Life, to display the power of love in many vivid ways. Yeah, this thing is good. Worship's great. Preaching's okay. Preaching's good. But how is your love? How is your community? How is your ability to be hypersensitive to the needs of others? How is your willingness to be disturbed? You know what I realize is that we want to help people, but we don't want to be disturbed. <laughs> We want to help people within our terms, within our criteria, within our box. 
But I realized that the greatest help that you have, can give somebody is your willingness to be disturbed. I believe that whenever we, whenever we say we want to help somebody, we also have to be willing to be disturbed. Like, if you want to bring about real community and real change, we have to be willing to remove ourselves from the picture so that we are able to, to scope and to find the need of Eutychuses within our community. Yeah. And I believe that there is much power when we are disturbed. That there is much power when we can see another perception. That there is much power when we love. There's somebody here that is listening. You may be saying, well, I, I, I feel like Eutychus. I'm the one that has fallen away. I'm the one that has become disconnected. But I want to declare that no matter what condition you may find yourself in, there is still life in you. That I want to declare that no matter where you are right now, no matter what you are dealing with in this moment, I understand, yeah, I, I understand that, that this life has become tough all of a sudden. I understand that your job security has, has been gone out of the window. I understand that now that you are locked at home with an abusive parent or abusive partner, that you can't get away. But I want to declare that there is still life in you. Somebody will be saying, well, man, I, I want to be like Paul. I want to be like the early church believers who was willing to be disturbed, who was willing to see life, and who was willing to show love. They're saying, man, it, sometimes it's difficult. I may think about myself too much. Sometimes it's difficult to see life when, when everything seems so bleak. That sometimes it's difficult to love. And I want to pray with you right now. I just saw a, a number that has flashed onto the, to the screen. I want you to just text that number. You have it there on your screen right now. I want you to just, even right now, click off this screen. Just take a note of that number. Just send your prayer request. You, 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 I am that Eutychus. You are that Eutychus. You are that body of believers. I want you to write that number down and just send that number so that we can pray with you. So that the pastoral team and Pavle and, and the rest of the core team can pray with you in this moment. I want you to make note of that. Because as community and body of believers, we care about you. And we don't want to see anybody fall out of the window when we're just sitting around. Take up that phone, connect with us. Write that number down. Text us, we wanna pray with you. We wanna pray for you. Right now, listen, your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Lord, I just thank you for this compelling story. That reminder 
that there is still life in me, even though all that I see is death. Lord, I'm reminded and I'm the thankful that you, God, who saw us as people dead in our sins, decided to drop the staircase of heaven, come down to where we are, so that you can show love in an unimaginable way. Lord, the truth is that the reality of life right now is that life is tough. Lord, life is hard at this moment. Lord, we don't know how, what the future holds. Lord, we don't know what's going to happen from day to day. But Lord, I pray that you will continue to strengthen us. That when we are weak, you will put your strength upon us. That's why your word says that when you are weak, that's when we are strong. That when we are poor, that's when we are rich. It's not because we are strong, but it's because you are strong. So Lord, I pray that your strength will endow us. Lord, I pray that when we feel weak, that we will wait for that strength to come upon us. Lord, I pray for your Holy Spirit to fill us in this very moment. For your Holy Spirit to fill us here in this building, but the Holy Spirit to fill all those who are watching wherever we are in our living rooms, in our front rooms, in our bedrooms, on uh, outside for a walk, wherever we are, we ask for your Holy Spirit to endow us, to bring us back to life. Because Lord, there is nothing more needed and so prominent in this world than the body of believers displaying the love of God in unimaginable ways. And Lord, I just thank you for the model that you have given us in Acts 20, that Paul was willing to be disturbed. Paul was was willing to switch his perception and Paul was willing to show love and Lord I pray that we too would have that same power we too will have that same willingness to show love to those who are around us in all these things I ask in your name amen this is the end of this broadcast we hope you've been encouraged and inspired for more information please visit londonlivechurch.com